0: Michelle has over a decade of experience in the Instagram world and she has helped countless of real estate professionals turning her strategies into millions in revenue. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This is a podcast as a platform, as a movement for me to give back to the industry that's given so much to me and my family. And today we have a very, very special guest. i thrilled to have Michelle Berman-Michael. She is the CEO, founder, and creator of Beyond the Method and Berman Media. Uh, Michelle is a nationally sought after Instagram content development coach and speaker, And so today, we are going to break down how ultimately, if you're a real estate agent, you can make more money. And I think if you're an agent, I now have your attention. And so Michelle has Mm -hmm. over a decade of experience in the Instagram world, and she has helped countless of real estate professionals turning her strategies into millions in revenue. Michelle, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Matt. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. I think uh, you and I have talked offline and I'm just really excited for the value we're able to deliver to the audience. And just so you know, I'm going to be taking notes and I'm going to also be listening um, as our audience is so I can improve my Instagram and, and help more people and make more money. So um, I'm excited to dive into this. So um, I'm, I want to kind of lay out a few bullet points of kind of what we're going to discuss today so everyone knows what to look forward to. We're going to talk about how you can use Instagram to harness the power of Instagram in your business so you can create more leads, more opportunities, more revenue, Um, how you can drive engagement and create effective content, Um, finding and appealing to the right clients on Instagram. I think a lot of people do the speed and spread method. And you and I talked about this pretty in depth offline. So I'm sure we'll go into that today on, I would rather have the right people versus all the people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then how you measure success and profitability on Instagram. And I think a really powerful topic is how you can use passion to d- drive your success, not only through Instagram, but just in real estate in general. Um, so without further ado, Michelle, let's dive in. Where would you like to start?
1: I, I, wherever you want to start, Matt, I'm I'm excited to be here. And I think the most important part of all of this for a lot of people, and I'm sure I'm probably not the only Instagram person that your audience will have ever listened to in in their time. But there's there's one really core difference. And I think that it's important to lead in with that uh, between who I am and and a lot of the other people that might be considered Instagram experts, if you will. Um, So I feel like a little bit of background might be beneficial. So I'll I'll start there if if that works for you. But um, I started in the Instagram world in 2014 so at that time it was very new it was very much so the baby platform uh twitter and facebook linkedin were were kind of the big three at the time and i was working for a pr firm quit and decided that i was going to really just face plant into this part of the industry um, the social media space as a whole Um, and i do have a, a master's degree in social media public relations Which a lot of people at the time were like, What is that? I've never heard of such a thing. And that's exactly why I chose that because it was such a new concept. Um, But when I got my start in the Instagram space, what I was doing was buying and selling and flipping Instagram accounts, just like you would buy and sell real estate and flip it for profit. So in 2017, I sold my first Instagram account for just under $90,000, which sounds like a lot of money because it is. Um, And it was a very unique time in my career because in that time, what I was really doing was brokering between Instagram pages and large brands, right? So big brands would reach out and say, Michelle, you know, how much for an hour, how much for 10, one hour pack or a pack of 10, one hours, if you will, how much for 24 hours, all of those things. Um, And there were a handful of clients who would reach out and say, you know, here's a certain dollar amount, Michelle, you need to pay yourself. And then you also need to create ads and create all the copy. And then you need to buy space on other accounts for us, with the money that we just gave you and if you can turn a profit for us then we'll send you another x dollar amount and keep you'll keep going um and so the long story short here is that in that process i just got very very good at understanding what really actually matters to the consumer and what kind of eyeballs consume what kind of content and based off of that how to actually get someone to take their debit or credit card out of their wallet Um, or to use Apple Pay, right, to purchase something off of the platform. Um, And then several years later, um, in early 2019, my love of real estate and the mortgage space uh, really came to be because it was a very underserved and and very untapped market, truly. Um, And so I decided that if I could do it for all of these big brands, and I could do it for myself, why can't I teach somebody else how to do it Um, And in 2019, that about halfway through that year, the beyond the method program was born uh, with the premise of teaching people how to use one thing and one thing only, and it's psychology to actually generate not in in this case, for the the context of this conversation uh, leads, right. But in theory, as a whole, generating business is kind of the common theme. But how do we do that through psychology? And I think that that's, really the big differentiator uh, for me personally, and really what my company and I do.
0: I love that. I love that it's different because um, there are so many Instagram gurus out there, right, Mm -hmm. that can teach you a lot of things Instagram related. Um, And I think um, it speaks personally to my story. Um, And I think maybe some people will relate to this. The reason I haven't reached out to any of them is because I feel like they're trying to sell me instead of help me. And they're trying to get me fake bot followers, and it just doesn't feel authentic and real. And I love how you take a different approach and you go after the psychology and how you can actually use this to create engagement in your audience versus just numbers. And I think there's a massive difference if you're listening to this. It's the the quality, not necessarily the quantity,
1: yeah, without a without doubt.. Um, and I think there are, you're so right. There are thousands of people out there claiming to be Instagram gurus and people who, who want to help you grow your following, want to help you get more engagement, want to help your content go viral. Um, and if that's your mind, your mindset or your mentality, as far as that's what your goal is, then great, go hire them. But the reality is that that's not actually going to do anything for your business in the term. Um, and one of the things that I speak about heavily, um, especially when I'm on stage, cause it's part of my story, but Um, I want to transcend time, right? I want to teach you guys how to create a platform that will transcend anything, right? A down market, an up market, um, anything going on societal wise, anything going on politically, like whatever the climate of our world is, it doesn't matter if it's done properly. Um, And, you know, I've been in business for almost 10 years now. And there's, I feel like we're just barely getting started, honestly. And that's a good feeling. Um, And the reality is that that is happening because of the focus that we have and, and the kind of direction we try to do this and, and how we teach this, so that I know that not only will my platform live on well past you know my career, um, but also just to be able to create lifelong businesses for you guys um, and not feel like you're constantly chasing down the next thing um, or the next fad or the next trend or whatever it might be um, or the next clubhouse or whatever the next. Platform might be right, just living in your lane um, and and trusting that your presence is going to do the talking is really what it's all about.
0: I love that, and um, that reminds me of something I learned very early on in the business, and I'm so glad and fortunate I did. um, Is that if when the market goes down, if your business goes down, you don't have a business, right? And I think as real estate agents, all of us are there's things happening and moving parts no matter what market you're in, and I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of being a victim of the marketplace. And what I love about what you just said is that you don't have to be. And this is just yet another system that you can have that regardless of the market conditions, this will remain intact and help you grow your business. I love that.
1: Yeah, without a doubt.
0: Let's uh let's dive into like just if you were to someone is listening and they're like all right so where do I start with Instagram like let's just start at the bare bones like where where do you even get started how do you start using Instagram for leverage to get into the psychology conversations and grow their business and create leads and opportunities
1: So there was a lot in that in that statement Matt so I'll I'll do my best to to start at the beginning and work my way through all of that um we pro- we might need a 5 hour podcast to answer that question <laughs> in its entirety but Um, The very first thing, this is so important um, and and maybe even beneficial for you, Matt, right? As someone who's been in in the real estate space for quite some time, um, I have worked with agents who have had their license for a month. I've worked with agents who have had their license for five years, 10 years, 30 years, and they still genuinely do not know the avatar of their ideal client. Um, and, And what I mean by that is who is the person that you are genuinely trying to connect with Um, and that is something where a lot of people will answer very vanilla, right? Oh, uh, I work with first time home buyers, or I like working with veterans. Okay, well, great. You and 5,000 other real estate agents probably in your city. Like the reality is that that's not going to make you stand out at all. Um, And so one of the very first things that I would heavily encourage every person to do, um, and I feel like a broken record, honestly, making this comment, but the very first thing that you need to do is you need to decide who that person is for you and who do you want to wake up every single day and really genuinely, truly serve, right? And and the best way for me to answer that or to help elaborate on that is to use myself as an example, um, because it's me, right? Like if I were to decide to wake up tomorrow and say, I'm going to go actively start selling real estate, my ideal client and the avatar of that person, I am very clear on, and it would be a military wife, or a military spouse, but more specifically the wife, the wives community. Um, and it would be a wife that's really into fitness, right? So I am a competitive CrossFitter or was a competitive CrossFitter. I I just had a baby recently and I'm getting ready to probably have another one here relatively soon. So my competition days are relatively, uh, dead for now. Um, and my husband is getting ready to do his first ultra marathon in August. Um, and so fitness is a huge part of our life. Um, every single day it's, what, how are we scheduling our day around the gym? Um, and so for me, I spend a lot of time in the military wives community. I obviously live in a military town. And so that's a big part of it. Um, but those are the people who, if you combine those two things and you create that avatar, it would be really easy for me to just actively go out and seek those individuals. Now, one, my husband works for the military. Now, um, he is retired, but, um, he now serves the military as a strength and conditioning coach for the special forces guys. Um, and so that means that his entire community is the husbands, right? So my job being to work with the live side um, and create a network of that. Plus, I go to the local CrossFit gym, so I'm very ingrained in, in the community. Um, so I, if I decided tomorrow I'm going to wake up and start selling real estate, those are my people. And sure. I think the biggest thing is is why, right? Uh, why is that my thing, uh, or why would that be my choice? And am I too hyper-focused? The answer is absolutely not. I don't believe I am in any way by making that statement. Um, But here's the key to all of this, and this is why this is such a long statement that I'm trying to make, um, is when you are actively using Instagram as a prospecting platform, which we will talk about, I'm sure, um, you need to be talking to people who having conversation with comes very genuinely and very authentically, yep. right? Meaning if you are consuming that type of content focused on finding those types of people and your job is to prospect on the platform, just like you would cold call a, a list of a hundred leads or whatever, um, you have to think the same way um, and do it in a, in a more uh, intentional manner, right? So if I'm engaging with people who are wives who have liked the CrossFit Leesville posts recently, right? Then I know that the conversations I'm initiating are conversations I could have for hours and hours and hours, right? right? I could go out for coffee with one of those wives and we could just sit there and talk forever, right? Because we have so much shared interests and we have so much commonality. Um, and so I think that, sorry for being long-winded there, Matt, but I think that's the most important thing is
0: who is the point. person
1: you're really trying to talk to?
0: I think it's Sorry, a great point. No, perfect. And it reminds me so much. And I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think I struggle with this with my team, to be honest, um, because as we continue to grow, like we want to help everyone. But we really can't. What happens is I love your your phrase of being too vanilla is you've tr- if you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. Right. You're never going to get along with everyone. Great. And so instead of trying to be so generic and broad go in on your strengths what is it that you enjoy what are you convicted about what are you passionate about what are the things who are the people you enjoy working with and what if you could grow your business by working with more of those people not only will mm-hmm. you enjoy more of what you do you will actually have way better results and you will have way better relation i call it depth of relationships which creates more business of like minded people that is coming to you now generically Right. It just it makes so much sense when you break it down in the simplest form. But then we fall into the shiny object syndrome of real estate is, well, what about this lead source? What about this opportunity? And so I think it's so important, crucial that um, that you do know your avatar and that's who you focus on, because um, I was fortunate. We talked about this previously uh, before we jumped on the podcast As I just got back from Calgary. Um, the most, I told you it was the most beautiful place that I've seen on the planet, right? And you're like, wow, that's a powerful statement. So Lake Louise in Canada, right outside of Calgary is that place. If you ever get a chance, you're listening to this, don't think about it, just go. Um, But one of the things I talked about when I was fortunate to be in that room and and share is that um, that focus is a superpower. What happens in the world of Instagram and the world of social media and the world of real estate, anything, is that there's so much at the palm of our hands that we have available to us, we get distracted so easily. We don't ever focus on just one thing and build that depth of that one focus. And so I absolutely love finding that one person. Let's build on yeah. one, knowing your avatar. Let's build on that Instagram specifically. So say you yeah. know your avatar, what is the next yeah. step?
1: Great, great question. So first step is knowing that person. And then I think the second thing is is loudly proclaiming it. Right. And and how we do that is working through what I call four pillars. Lots of people will talk to you about pillars of content. And I, I will do my best to break it down very simply. Um, but when I say being really loud about it, whoever that ideal client is for you, my bio, if that's what I was going to do and I was again gonna go start selling real estate tomorrow, my bio would literally say that I'm the fit wife of a medically retired army guy serving in the military wife community or like the fit military wife community. I might even put the fit word in there first, right? Like that would literally be my I help statement because that's who I am, right? That is, those are my people. Uh, and the most important thing to know about that statement is that when I consume an Instagram account and I'm scrolling aimlessly on the platform, if I see a bio like that, I'm instantly intrigued, right? I'm like, who is this person? Like what? Whereas if I, if all I did in my bio was say that I was a military wife, um, I had a son and I really loved coffee, right? Like there's no context to like, why would I continue to consume this page or why would I start following this account? Um, and so that's your gatekeeper, right? Your bio really is your gatekeeper for how anyone will ever even consume the rest of your content, Um, And this is important, right? Because we're dealing with the generation of instant gratification. And and I'm not the first person you guys are hearing say that, Um, but you guys have maybe three to five seconds to make someone actually care about what's happening on your account. And it's that fast, right? So then that ties into your pillars um, and the way your content is perceived and even produced for that matter. So if I go on your content or if I look at your grid and a lot of your content is not sized properly, that's one problem. Right. Which, like, if your content's cut off, um, the square is not sized out properly, it looks lazy, in my opinion, as a consumer. And it, I'm not the only person that would say that as a consumer. Um, and then, secondly, if it's nothing but a bunch of work, right? If it's real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, you already lost me. And then the third thing, this is important too. And there's a lot of this going on in the industry right now. And it's honestly really sad but everything is these overly polished videos, right? You're like sitting at your desk with like a podcast mic. And then you have like these big bold letters, just like popping out at the screen to like talk about what you're talking about in the video. Um, and in theory, those are great videos. And I'm not saying don't do them. What I am saying is if that's all you're doing, that's a problem, right? Because I'm not actually seeing who you are as a person. I'm not actually seeing a brand Right. Every single one of the clients that we work with has an actual brand associated to their name, in addition to killer content in really high value videos like what we see or what I was just describing. So my by no means am I trying to call anybody out. I'm simply making a comment of it can't be all of one or all of the other. Um uh, and it also can't be all personal, right? If it's nothing but personal content and I don't even know what you do for a living, then that's a that's its own problem. Um so that ties into the four pillars. I'll just rattle them off very quickly. Um, but pillar number one is lifestyle content. So lifestyle is anything from your camera roll. It is pictures of you and your wife and your kid and your dog. And it's a funny reel of you doing a dance with your son or your daughter, or it's a dance recital. Like it is just life, right? Um, I'm a huge test or I'm a huge fan and a, and have a big testimony towards this because the relationships that I've been able to build by being very genuine and authentic in what I'm going through in my own life, has made me more money than anything else. Right. Um, so lifestyle content is very, very important. Um, and it is a very big chunk of your content monthly. Um, so that's your personal pillar. And then the other three pillars are work or business related. So you're going to have a value series pillar value series is one very specific topic that you break down into five individual sub questions. Each of those five sub questions is a video. So that's how you get five videos out monthly on your account. Um, and a great example is if you're familiar with the VA space or the veteran space um, or active duty clients, um, BAH just got raised, right? So the basic housing allowance just got raised for most bases across the country, but that dramatically impacts the buyers or those of us in the military community and our buying power, right? So if that's your ideal client, then there's a value series. You could break that one thing down. And create five videos around that one very specific conversation. And now you have an entire series for the entire month versus every video, you're like, what do I talk about now? What do I talk about now? Like it just becomes a ping-pong game. Um, and that's when people stop producing content. So that's a uh, pillar number one on the business front. Pillar number two is obviously testimonies or testimonials as a whole. Um, I love video testimonials. I ask for them from my clients all the time. Um, I think it's very important. And if you're not doing it, you need to. Um, If you are not sending an email out, offering a $10 gift card to Baskin Robbins or Starbucks or whatever it is in exchange for one, do it because they work and people want free gift cards. So do it, right? And if they are clients of yours and they had a good experience, they will give it to you. Um, It's a lot better than relying on Google reviews or Zillow reviews, which are valuable by all means, but um, they're not as powerful without question. Um, and then the third business pillar is dependent upon the agent really. Um, but most agents, this is going to be your listing or, um, somewhere along the home buying pendulum pillar, right? So you're showcasing transactional history, something that just went under contract. You have a new listing. Um, you have an open house coming up. And if you're a really high producing agent like you, yourself, Matt, or like your team, then that would be a carousel post. So instead of just every few days, you're posting another one, just put one. one of them in one big carousel post do that once a week. Um, and it creates this, here's one post with, and carousels are great. Instagram loves carousels. Um, and it allows you to get them all in one shot and doesn't detract from all of the other pillars that we just talked about. Um, the alternative to that pillar or the testimonial pillar, depending on who you are, um, is a small business spotlight or charity spotlight of some kind um, lots of agents are very involved in their community and this is a huge one, right? So if that's something that you want to be known for doing a charity or a small business spotlight, um, or a giving back type pillar where you're showcasing that you're the sponsor of the little league baseball team or whatever it might be, um, is huge. But the biggest thing with that, or the caveat is go there. Like if you're promoting a small coffee shop, do a video in the coffee shop, take a picture of you ordering a cup of coffee in the coffee shop and share that. Not just a Googleable or a Googleable image.
0: Love it, absolutely love it. Um, would you say that those are in a like order of importance? Meaning, like there, which, or no?
1: Yeah, uh, there isn't one. There isn't one that's more important than the other. So, if you look at it, it has thirty days worth of content. Um, I think this is the easiest way to break it down. So, if you if you're looking at one month, thirty days, you break those thirty days down into those four pillars. Um, the way I teach it is 15 of those pieces of content is lifestyle. And then the three business pillars are broken into five posts each, right? So you're going to have five testimonial type days or interchange that with charitable giving slash small business spotlight. And then you're going to have five listing days, right? And remember listing days is anywhere along the pendulum of the home buying process, not just a listing. So a lot of people, will, I've gotten a lot of messages on Instagram from people who have listened to me say that and they're like, well, Michelle, what what if I don't have five listings in a month? And I'm like, that's not what I said. It's a, yep. it's a listing day, right? So it's anywhere along the pendulum. Um, and then the third one being value series, which value series is five posts for the month. Um, and I would say if I really had to pick one that was the most important, it would be value series, because this is how you showcase your expertise. This is how you really leverage your credibility, right? And And make it so that people are like, whoa, I didn't realize that Matt knew all of that about my specific situation. Or um, if you're a good storyteller, hopefully the consumer of that content or of that series is going to see themselves in the shoes of the person that you're explaining and say, wow, if Matt could help that person, he can probably help me too. Even though my story might be a little bit different. Right. And that's what we really want to have happen.
0: I love it. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, And the reason I want to do that for two parts, number one, so I had the knowledge, but also, Um, I, I personally had some thoughts on where you would go with that and you were very, you had a lot of more detail than I did, but it was very similar. I think where people go wrong is, and I see this from people that I coach people that I talk to throughout the industry is they want to be front and center with just all listings and all this. And it's like, that's a piece of the puzzle. That's not the puzzle, right? What happens if all you post is your new listings, people, it's not engaging content. They want to work with people. So what are you showcasing how you're giving back to the community? What businesses you're attending? Like what value are you providing other than just photos of a new property or a video walkthrough of a new property? Right. Like that's just a piece of the puzzle. That's the part that I wanted to hit home. I think a lot of people understand that, but a lot of people don't necessarily execute on that. Um, it's just it's easy to have a process in place of I get a new listing, I make a post but why, why are we not making a process for the other avenues and the other pillars of content so that it is more engaging because ultimately, um, why are you posting the content? It's so that people will engage with it. So you can have opportunities and you can, if you give people what they want, they will come back for more. Yep.
1: Agree. Love it.
0: Um, so in Instagram, um, I love that you have the, obviously the knowledge is there. Um, and it's been super, super helpful, but I want to, so this is, we've talked about posting content and why, what we post and who our avatar is. What about, um, do you do anything or coach or teach anything for an agent to be proactive on Instagram? Meaning like, how do you, how do you quote unquote prospect through Instagram? Can we go down that rabbit hole?
1: Yeah, I would love to. It's my favorite rabbit hole too. Um, prospecting on Instagram, this is the craziest opportunity that very few people take advantage of. Um, I was just on another podcast yesterday, actually, and we were talking about this. And um, the gentleman I was on with uh, is very numbers oriented. So I I just got really deep into the math side of it. So I'll start there. Um, If you do the prospecting the way that I teach it, you will be talking to roughly 225 new people every single week. I will break that down so that it's understandable as to how we get to that number. Um, But think about that for a second. If you are talking on Instagram to roughly 225 new people every single week, it's a sales funnel, right? Um, How many of those end up actually being ready to have a discussion about real estate? Maybe half, right? Of the half that are ready to have the discussion, maybe half of that half, so a quarter of the total out of the 225 are ready for you to actually attempt to move the meeting, right? Meaning you're going to ask them to jump on Zoom with you. You're going to ask them to jump on a call with you. Um, You're going to ask to meet at the local coffee shop. Um, And then maybe half of that half. So now we're talking one eighth of the total out of 225 per week are going to be ready to actually either start looking at being a buyer or potentially looking at having conversations around selling. Um, Or maybe they're buying an investment property. Who knows what the opportunity is, right? Maybe it's a business that wants to feature you as their realtor of the month. Like those are all opportunities that people need to not overlook. Um, And so what we're talking about is one eighth of 225, which I'm not good at math, but it's close to 40. Um, Just shy of 40, call it 30. Um, And what would that do for your business? Like, it's laughable if you think about it, right? You're like, what would 30 new potential clients that are genuinely ready to talk about real estate, buying, selling, or opportunities subliminally do for your business? And if you can sit here and say, wow, that would change my life, no shit, it wouldn't change your life, right? Like, it will change your life. And the amount of conversations that you will be able to have, um, not only is the volume there, um, but what really is exciting about this process is the quality of the conversations are so much higher, right? Because you're talking to people that you actually genuinely want to be talking to, linked back to the avatar situation. And by the time you are asking to move the meeting, right? So by the time you're in your DMs going back and forth and actually ready to ask, hey, can we jump on a call? That person already knows who you are, right? You've probably hopefully already asked some qualifying questions. If not, happy to help navigate that with you. Um, Cause you need to, and, and Matt, I know, you know what I'm talking about when I say qualifying questions, um, but you need to be working through your qualifying questions in the DMS, which means that by the time you actually end up on the phone with those people, a couple of things that ha- are happening, one, they're not shopping you at all. Right. In theory, they shouldn't be. Um, secondly, they're way more excited to talk to you, which means they're not going to stand you up. You're going to have a lot less. Oops. I forgot to show up to my call. Sure. Um, and then three, you're going to be dramatically more likely to convert because they're more ready to actually convert, right? Versus you're cold calling a list of names and you're like, if this person answers, I don't even know if they're interested or not because maybe all they did was click on a house on Zillow. They could have just been surfing.
0: Yeah, and I think um, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me just now. And so as an example, um, I'm a real estate coach. I have agents on my team and I'm constantly talking with agents about how to be more productive. And one of the things that agents um can do consistently for outbound activity or having conversations is through text messages, right? Like that's a normal part of the real estate business these days, but I've never Mm -hmm. correlated that. And now we can quote unquote text people through DMs of people that are our actual avatar through this cool platform called Instagram. And we have a chance when we send them that, Maybe if once they get it, they will check out our profile that we enhanced thanks to Michelle's guidance and now they see that we established ourselves as professionals we have those testimonials we have those value ads we have the the outing with our family. how much higher level of conversation would you have if all of that that texting that you are doing is now done through a platform that gives you that authority score like that's that's yeah, a that's huge
1: it's wild It's wild, right like if I decided truly tomorrow, which I have no desire to go sell real estate, I, I have my license to buy and sell my own. And my husband and I are working on some Airbnb properties. But um, for me, I have no desire at this point in my career. But um, if I decided that that was what I wanted to do, it would be so easy. I could, I can guarantee you that I could probably generate my first listing or buyer within the first week easily by doing this prospecting kind of plan, if you will. Um, so real quick I'll dig into that just for sake of like context yep. um so the the way that we teach this is it's a 5-day tracker so it is the beyond the method engagement tracker is what we call it in our program um but it's in a giant excel spreadsheet um you have 5 days of the week each of those 5 days are a specific category right so if we're using myself as the avatar um here for I'm I'm or using my example of my avatar in this Um, here's what I would do. So on Mondays, all I would do is focus on military wives, right? So people who have tagged themselves in businesses associated to the base that I live by, right? So I live at Fort Polk in Louisiana. Um, Not the funnest place, but there are a lot of wives here, right? Because there's over 8,000 active duty soldiers at this base, which is not a lot. It's a smaller base. Um, But That's a huge opportunity for me, right? So if I focused on finding all of the different businesses on base, if I found all of the different geotags of people, places that they tag themselves on base, if I find all of the local places outside of the base that a lot of the women, and in this case, wives, are going to, the CrossFit gym is one of them. Think about your kids. Where are all the playgrounds? What are all the things that the wives take their kids to, right? Where is the speech therapist? Where is the indoor playground that we have here? Like finding those places on social and specifically Instagram. And on that day of the week that I assign, let's say it's Tuesday. Um, all I'm going to do on that day is engage in those categories, right? And the way that the metric works is it's 4520. So it's 45 comments and 20 story replies every day, Monday through Friday. Um, that's how we get to that 225 number. Um, but where I was going with that before I digress too much is Tuesday, all I would do is focus on the CrossFit community in the military town that I'm in, right? So there's two CrossFit gyms here. There's also kind of like a quasi fitness site, like sort of CrossFit style gym on base. So on that day, literally all I would be doing is engaging in kind of those three categories, right? So accounts, hashtags, and geotags, if you break it up between those three types of things, you can easily execute 4520 every day on that day of the week. So if I assign fitness day or fitness, uh, locations on to Wednesday, then every Wednesday, that's where I'm engaging. Um, and then Thursday would probably be small businesses owned by veterans in this city. Right. And there are a lot of them, right. So I would solely focus on engaging with the businesses on Instagram that are ran by either active duty or, uh, veteran families, which is very popular here. Um, but the key here, which a lot of people are like, well, how would that benefit me? And the key is who are the people consuming that content, right? Who are the people following that small business in Leesville, Louisiana, right? Guess what? It's a bunch of other military families and it's a bunch of other military wives that live here, right? Um, we have a really, really good butcher in town and he is always sold out. Who do you think's buying his stuff, right? Yeah. Other military wives. So I would just live in that space. So those would be my three days of the week. And then my outlier day, so Monday and Friday, um, I'm going to have a re-engage day, which means any conversations that I've started over the course of the week um, that have either organically fizzled out, meaning they just kind of came to a natural stopping point, or they were conversations that just sort of ended for no really apparent reason. It was just kind of a natural end Um, on that day. I usually assign re-engage day to Friday. So on Friday, I'm just solely going to go back through my list, which means, guess what? You're our favorite thing for real estate agents, Matt. You have to track this stuff, yep. right? So on Friday, you're going to go back through and you're actually going to look at the list of people that you have written down and you're going to re-engage with them. So you're going to go back to their profile. You're going to find a piece of content that they put up. Uh, maybe they have a new story that's active and you're just going to re-engage with them. And at no point are you going to say, hey, I'm just reigniting the conversation. Don't forget about me. All you're doing is just reengaging very organically and naturally and letting the conversation pick back up. Um, and then the other day, so the other outlier day, usually we assign it to Monday, um, is your following day, which means on the that day, all you're doing is engaging with people who are already following you. Um, I cannot tell you how many conversations I have with people. Matt, you are probably one of them. Um, who you don't even know who half the people are that are following you. You've never met them. You really don't know how you met them um, or why they're following you, but they are, right? Yep. Um, so on your following day, your job is to go love on your existing people because they're there for a reason, and staying right. top of mind is really important, especially if they're if you just captured them. Um, so I want to caveat that by saying never ever send a DM saying, "Hey, thanks so much for following me. I can't wait to connect." with you because that is so salesy and will never work
0: and never do that auto every time you get a new follower right like
1: oh gosh yeah no
0: um so i want to turn, turn off your auto
1: spawn. turn off your auto responder immediately
0: yeah um it's got to be authentic right it needs to be organic um it needs to have the personal touch and you can't you can't have ai do that i'm sorry you can't it's always nope. I tell you just all the time you can't delegate your push-ups right like you have to do the work um and it has to be authentic and i promise you you will see the result. Um, but you can't expect the result of like an analogy I use is the 30 minute abs from Domino's commercials from back in the day. I don't know if you remember that, but they would deliver in 30 minutes over as free. And so there's this real scrawny guy in 30 minutes has this rock solid abs. Like that's what we think will happen in business, though. We'll, we'll make we'll make 10 phone calls and we think, oh, now all of a sudden we're going to be rich. Right. It just takes time to develop these things. Um, you said um, when you're talking about your reengage day. Um, I love what you said there is that you have to track things, right? In real estate specifically, if you don't track and measure it, you can't improve it, right? You have to track and measure these things. And so if you want to be, if you want to improve, which if you're listening to a podcast like this, I'm assuming you do, you have to track what you're doing. You have to measure it so that you can find the gaps and improve those. But there's another thing really crucial that you skipped over quickly. It was so brilliant that I want to highlight it is you're essentially what you are doing. You're calling it a re-engage day, but it's a follow-up day. Right. You are following up with them. You are re engaging with them. And the language you use is like, Hey, I'm just re engaging. You're like, Don't ever do that. How many real estate agents follow up and they're, whether it's a client they're working with, somebody they met with, and even if it's through Instagram, it's the same thing. Right. Or if it's a text message, a phone call, it's in person, never say, Hey, I'm just calling to follow up. Hey, I was just following up with you. Like that is so dead. (laughs) That does not work. And no wonder they're not responding to you because you are you exerting no effort. You're building no relationship, no rapport, and you're providing no value. Like that is just where every sales conversation goes to die. Um, so yes, follow-up is crucial. Re-engagement is crucial, but you have to do it the right way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the re-engage day, thank you for spotlighting that because the important thing about the re-engage day is the average number of touch points it typically takes for a traditional real estate agent to convert a lead is anywhere from six to eight, some say seven to 10. It's somewhere in that that range, right? So how long does that take to work through? Like how long would it take to work through six to eight touch points in a traditional way, right? Six to eight weeks, maybe six months. It just depends on one year follow-up game and two, the client, right? So what's going on in the client's world? Um, And how good are you at helping them overcome whatever those hurdles might be that are keeping them in that process longer? But what the engagement re-engagement day really, really does is it dramatically expedites our ability to go from, I'm creating a connection to, I'm now going for the ask. I'm now getting on the phone with someone to actually work through the conversation now, mind you, remember, the people we are on the phone with have earned that right. We've worked through the qualifying questions. Um, we know that they're ready to, to actually speak to us. And so when we do go for the ask, we're doing it in a very strategic way, which I can get to. Um, but the the key benefit to re-engage day is it is a screaming flag at you, if you will. I don't know how else to say that. Um, move the meeting, move the meeting, move the meeting, right? Like if it is time to move it, to move it, you will know. Um, and a lot of people ask me like, well, how do you know? And one, I've either worked through six to eight touch points already. So that's like the really obvious answer. The other answer is intuition, right? Based off the way the conversation has flown um, or gone by, ask based off what your intuition tells you, right? We're all humans. We have the ability to do that. Um, and we have to work through it. Yeah, Um, we have to know it. Um, So that's important. Um, And then as far as um, the other half of of this part to the conversation that I think is important not to miss too, um, is when we're working through the 68 touch points, we have to move the meeting. But when we move the meeting, the most uh, crucial part of that is using the connection in our ask, right? So when we ask for moving the meeting, we have to connect with them in that ask, right? Meaning, if our conversation started up here about CrossFit, right. Or if our conversation up here started about our love of honey, lavender latte coffees, right. Um, Then we need to leverage that connection in the ask for a lot of people. It's, it's golf. It's this, it's that, like, it could be anything, right. It could be whiskey. I had a, a realtor who like literally his entire thing, his whole like persona is whiskey. Like that's just him. Right. So I was like, great invite them to a zoom meeting where you guys can talk about a bottle of whiskey that you both bought and talk about real estate while you're doing it like use the whiskey as part of your ask right my favorite way of doing this is um and whether it's a zoom in person whatever it doesn't really matter um but just say hey i know you and i have been going back and forth a lot and i love that you love honey lavender lattes as much as i do Um, i would love to take you out for coffee at our favorite coffee shop xyz coffee shop next wednesday morning at 9 a.m does that work for you right? And set the time, set the date, um, and let them come back and say, actually, Thursday would be better or whatever, right? But give them a specific opportunity and let them say yes or no. Um, And if they say yes, great, get them on the phone, put them in your calendar. Um, If they say no, here's where the cycle repeats itself. Think of like the flywheel, which if you've read anything by Jim Collins, you know what I'm talking about, um, the flywheel effect. Um, If they say no, when you go for the ask, um, or they just don't respond to you or they just kind of ghost you in a way, add them to your re-engage day on your tracker. So you're now adding them back to your re-engage day. So because you did go for the ask and it fell flat, that's okay. That happens. Right. But don't just let the lead die forever. Right. Put them on your re-engage day and let them continue to, or let them continue to see you by you staying in front of them.
0: Yeah. I love it. And I think, um, there was something that you said that I wanted to hit on is that we have to make sure. I think, so here's where it was, is you, you said, go for the ask. If you don't ask the answers, always, always know, right. You have to make sure that you've established authority. You've built a relationship you've deposited. I like to think of that as a business relationship equity account, right? If you go to the bank tomorrow and you've not deposited any money, you can't withdraw that money. That's called stealing. Too many people and salespeople specifically try to steal from relationship accounts. You have to deposit before you can withdraw, right? And so I go on the rule of I deposit 10 times. Now it's okay to ask for withdrawal. I have 10 times the amount of money in there that I want to take out, right? Once you do that, you don't feel bad subconsciously about asking because you've given and given and given. And so I think there's a great psychology that you could break down there. But in addition to that, maybe an improvement that I could make, I'm curious your thoughts on, um, on how you ask is I love giving it a specific time. But what I have found is works even better is doing an alternative choice close. And so, hey, I'm actually, I uh, would love to go for coffee tomorrow. I've got an opening at three or four, which works better for you? Instead mm-hmm. of them saying, it makes it harder for them to say no and it gives them options. Because what I've yep. found a lot of times, we do this in our text campaigns and different things like that, is if they just say no, it's hard to get that re-engagement going. But if you give them if so, if you give them a yes or no question, you get a yes or no answer. But if you say if you ask an alternative choice and you give them options, but you're also being specific because you're giving them times, we usually get way better responses.
1: Yep, I love it. I wouldn't. There's nothing I could say differently. I think that's awesome. brilliant. Um, yeah, we we definitely do both. Um, I think sometimes I think it depends on the person, but I think offering two times is always a better answer because the reality is just like you and I, like we're busy, right. And we have things happening, whether it's personally or professionally, like giving two times, you're always more likely to find a yes in there. Um, and I also think the two different options also makes you seem more genuine about the ask, right. You're like trying to make it work for them, yep. trying to make it work for you. which Yes, of course we want the lead. Yes, of course we want to convert them. But the reality is, is it's not about us. It's about them. Um, and the one thing I want to say, as kind of a, a tying this up with a really big red bow, um, in my opinion, is, and I was at several conferences this year that this was kind of the theme that I took away from, or from them. And I think, and you mentioned AI, and I, I was actually at a conference in March where I sat on stage next to a lot of other social media influencers. And every single one of them was preaching this AI thing, how it was going to revolutionize your business. And it was going to make life, um, so much better. Um, and oh my gosh, it's just going to make everything so much easier for me. Right. And that was my biggest problem. And I sat on stage next to these other three individuals. And I said, I do not agree at all. Right. Like if you want to use AI in your business, great. I think there's places for it. It does not belong in your social content. It does not belong in your caption writing. It does not belong in your engagement. Um, because nobody has the story to tell better than you, right? Um, And the passion concept is really, really important to me. Um, I am very passionate about what I do. And in theory, if you you really want to get super basic about it, I own an Instagram marketing company that teaches realtors how to leverage Instagram. That sounds like a lot of other people. But when you dig into that and you hear me talk and you see a lot of the other pieces to it, like nobody could express that or exude that better than I could by talking myself or storytelling myself. Um, But what I don't want to miss is there was a a specific conference I was at in January and um, a very good mutual friend of both of ours, uh, John Sheplack was there. um, And he made a very poignant comment that a lot of people were almost like sitting back in their seats, like, whoa, I can't believe you just said that. But so many real estate agents, and mortgage professionals, really let's, let's talk about both industries here for a second, are so focused on making their businesses easier for themselves, making them save more time, save more money, save more of this, make my systems and processes simpler and more streamlined so that we can convert more leads. And what they're not thinking about is that it's not about any of that. It is about the user that you are trying to help either buy or sell a house. It is about that person's experience, right? And what matters is their relationship with you when that transaction is over because that will determine what happens later on, right? Um, I'm in the process of building a house in Tennessee and I can tell you right now, I would never recommend the current builder that we're using. I I love the house he's building us, but their communication sucks, right? Their builder trend portal sucks. There's nothing about it that is user-friendly. Um, and the two women that he has working for him are super rude, right? And I'm a very outgoing and very nice person um, in my opinion. But like when you test me, um, I'm done with it. Like I, my niceness goes away, right? Um, and I can't believe that they're not focused on the relationship when I'm building an $800,000 house, right? And so that's where this goes is you cannot delegate creating conversations and you cannot delegate building a relationship with someone and you being the one to ask them to help you or to ask them to go out for coffee with you. Because what happens when you sit at coffee with that person and you have no idea what that entire conversation looked like before you showed up. So you're like, I hope I don't mess it up. Yep. Right. right.
0: So there's so much there and I'm going to dive into it quickly is number one. Um, I love that you were at an event with Chep. Um, everything he says is pure gold. It reminds me of a couple of things. So uh, another mentor that I have in my life, um, other than Chep, is Andy Frisella. And he <laughs> says, the vow, sometimes in business, the value is in the inefficiencies. And I think we misinterpret that. We think that, so don't get me wrong, I'm innovative. I want to be ahead of the curve. I use technology to my advantage, but I also understand there's one thing that has always been true in business. And in my opinion, always will be the client experience has to be number one in anything that tech or this new technology, this new system, this new, whatever that I can leverage will do to enhance the client experience. Awesome. But there is nothing like a good old fashioned handwritten letter. There is nothing of like a personalized phone call from a real person that really understands your company, that really understands the value that you have a real relationship with calling to thank you for something. Nothing can replace the way that, you, that makes that human being feel. And so sometimes about the, the inefficiencies. And that's the depth of relationships we hit on earlier. Um, something I want to- I literally I just wrote that down
1: because that yeah. was so good. I have, I have to. Awesome. That's a quote that's going to have to get said many more times after this. It's going to live on.
0: My, my people are tired of hearing it, um, but it's, it's so true. Um, it just, it's sometimes instead of thinking, how can I make it easier? How can I have, a, make it have a bigger impact, right? Like it's the same question, just asked in a different tone. Um, because ultimately, do you want to make it easier or do you want it to have a larger impact? Like I want it to have a larger impact. Now, if I can make it easier too, awesome. But I want the impact is what really matters. Um, and so um, also, I want to close with this. I know you and I both have hard stops here, uh, but I want to close with. And I'm curious what your knowledge is on this. I know we have a mutual friend, which is kind of how we connected through Grant Wise. And Mm -hmm. he's brilliant in marketing and retargeting and everything ads related. Um, So I don't know if this is your lane or not. But my brain, my marketing brain, it, it, it like instantly went to all of this great value that you presented. I would be willing to bet having retargeting campaigns with those people that you're engaging with. Is a huge, huge piece of this puzzle to make massive success because if you have those conversations and they say no, it's a no for now, but I'm gonna keep putting value in front of them over and over in addition to following that system. um do you do you use that at all?
1: yeah we we just started retargeting um, specifically and Grant has uh, been my business coach for three and a half years and somebody who is literally one of my absolute closest friends in the world. Um, and we talk really heavily about this because, I actually didn't use Facebook ads for the vast majority of my career up until very recently. Um, and a big part of that was because I didn't want ads going out to cold traffic. I only wanted yep. ads going out to people who were already in my network, who had already seen me on a webinar, who had already been consuming and watched my stories consistently, who have already either like liked or commented or sent me a DM, right? And now we have metrics to be able to track all of that. Um, that's what ads are for at this point, in my opinion, but I think where ads get a really bad rep and a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths is when they're really expensive and the return is very low. Um, and I think the reason that happens is because it's, the focus is on cold traffic. Let's just get the top of the funnel. Let's get as many people into the top of, of the funnel as humanly possible. When that, in my opinion, is the worst way to spend money. I am very confident in spending money at the bottom of the funnel and focusing on spending money on people who have watched my stories five times in the last week, right? If that person has watched my stories that much, they are ready to see an ad for me, yep. right? Um, and so I think that there's a lot to unpack there, but long story short, yes, I think that there's a way to scale it, but I think you need to focus on scaling at the bottom of the funnel, not at the top.
0: Could not agree more. Um Ad, if ads don't work, it's because you don't work ads properly, my opinion. Just like we start, let's let's close this with how we started. We started with, there's so many Instagram entrepreneurs out there that can help you grow followers and add bots to your account. And you can go quote unquote viral overnight. But what impact, again, go back to impact. What impact does that truly have? You just have more people now. You don't have relationships. You don't have depth. You don't have engagement. You just have followers. Like, that's not the name of the game. Just like if you're doing ads, the name of the game isn't to have people see your ad in most businesses, especially in relationship service type businesses like real estate. The name of the game is to the people that already know, like, and trust you to see your value over and over and over again. So that over time, you build your trust and authority score. So when they are ready to transact, you are their first choice. And that's where you're exactly Absolutely. what you're saying going through the bottom of the funnel.
1: Mic drop. We're Absolutely. out.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so, um, so in much. In all Mr. seriousness,
1: no. that was the perfect way. <laughs> that was the perfect way to end that because that's really it, it, like period with an exclamation point at the end. You know, I, I don't know. It.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I know your time is valuable. Um, I'm going to go back and listen to this with my marketing team. I'm going to recommend my agents listen. This has been super valuable for me. So I truly appreciate your time. Um, if somebody wants to follow you or learn more about your systems and uh, what you got going on, where where should we send them?
1: Uh easiest way is definitely my Instagram. Uh, I definitely am the one to return all my messages, but it is Berman Media Social, and that is Berman B-E-R-M-A-N Media Social. You can also just type in my full name, Michelle Berman Michael, and it'll pop right up. Um honestly, guys, the thing that I would say that is the most important is if there's anything that I can do to help make it easier for you, that's what I want to do. Like at the end of the day, we're all in the same business in a sense. Our job is to make the consumer's life easier. Um, And you guys are my consumer, right? So if I can make your life easier and make it make more sense to those people, regardless of if they've never touched the platform or if they're like you, Matt, and they're super seasoned, like there's there's a seat at the table for you.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. And guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. I know you got value from this one. Go follow Michelle. Go reach out to her. Um, I'm sure her and I are going to have more conversations so she can help me and my company grow our Instagram because she just blew me away with the value. So reach out to her. Um, she has uh, several mutual friends of mine and she's been proven. So, um, reach out to her. She can help you. And, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. All that I ask that you guys have got value from this episode is we don't run ads here. We don't ask for anything except for this is a movement to give back. And so if you know someone else that would benefit from hearing this message, from hearing Michelle's story, from hearing the value she can bring, just share the show with them. That's all I ask. And we'll see you guys next time.